Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101, introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot. When I was a hospice chaplain, I was called to this woman's bedside, and she said, what can I do to get into heaven? I responded to her, you're too late. And of course, you should have seen the look that came over her face. Mm. She was she was panic-stricken. Hmm. And I, then I smiled and I said, you're too late because someone's already done it for you. Oh, that's great. Jesus Christ took care of that at the cross. And so now you have nothing to do but believe in Him. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because for many, many years I have told people, this is the way I spell salvation, hmm. D-O-N-E. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can see them going in their minds, D-O-N-E, yeah. how does that spell salvation until they get the whole message, it's a done deal. It's a done deal. So today we're going to talk uh, to you and with you um, about the actual crucifixion of Jesus mm. found in the Gospel of John chapter 19. We spoke a little bit about this already uh, yesterday when we talked about the charge on top of the cross. Right, that he was the king of the Jews. And so, that was a, a charge of treason against Jesus. That's why he was crucified, not the religious charge of blasphemy that mm -hmm. the Jews wanted, mm -hmm. but certainly Rome was not interested in that, so they, they charged him with treason. That's right. And so, it says king of the Jews, and that was obviously treason to, to Caesar, and this is a, the actual political charge mm -hmm. uh, on top of the cross, and that's why the, the label is there. But there are many other very interesting things in this narrative of the crucifixion, and so, we are uh, going to focus on a couple of them. There are three statements that Jesus makes from the cross that are only recorded in the Gospel of John. See, if you put all statements that Jesus said on the cross together, we have seven statements. Seven statements, the seven words of Jesus, last words of Jesus. And you know, a dying man's words are very revealing. Yes. I don't know, you as a chaplain must have been next to somebody that oh, died yes. many times. I, I've attempted over 500 deaths. And yes. the things that people say just before they die really are significant. I, I remember when my father-in-law died, mm. the, the last things that he said as we all stood around his bed singing and praying and reading scripture to him. Hmm. He was talking about his love for his wife and for his family. I hmm. mean, those are the things, and his Savior, those are the things that were on his heart. You know, uh, I think that uh, when you know that you're going to die, you try to say all the things that will stay in people's minds, mm -hmm. that they will remember you for. Uh, and um, Jesus says two things here that are very interesting because it talk about his, his human nature. Um, one of them is in verse 26, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, and he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. And then to the disciple, behold your mother. And yes. So and so, Jesus is, is very, very um, caring at the last moment of his life, saying, I don't want to leave my mother without protection. Or And you know how human that is of people, because when I talk to people at the end of their life, as they're facing death, they're not interested in whether or not they bought a, a bigger house or nicer clothes or mm, a bigger car. Relationships. It, they're saying, you know, mm. I want to make sure I'm okay with God, and what's going to happen to my family? Are mm. they going to be okay? And that's yeah. what Jesus was thinking, That's too. what Jesus was thinking. And then the second statement that John records is in verse 28, and it says, after this, Jesus, knowing that 
that all things had already been accomplished to fulfill the scripture, he said, I am thirsty. Mm. And a lot of people say, well, where is this scripture? (laughs) I am thirsty. Mm -hmm. And actually, most people think this comes from Psalm chapter 69, verse 21, when it talks about being thirsty. And Jesus, even on the cross, has the scripture in mind saying, oh, yes, the Old Testament said this about me, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to complete this and fulfill the scripture. And um, this word, uh, knowing that all things had been accomplished, is a very important one because he will... Um, we, we will find this word again now on the third sentence of Jesus on the cross. So, why don't we read verse 30? Verse 30 says, When Jesus therefore had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. He, I, I love the word in, in Spanish, it's consumado es, it's, it's consummated. <laughs> consummated. This, is, this is a done deal. And this is very important uh, for the Gospel of John because he has, been, um, he has been holding our attention throughout the narrative with this hour. Remember, the hour is coming, the hour is not yet here, the hour mm-hmm. is about to come. And, and the now hour has, the hour has come. And Jesus uses a very terminal um, word in Greek that it says, it is finished, it is accomplished, mm-hmm. it is done. And this is a, actually a word that is coming from a very interesting place at the beginning of the Bible. It, that is the creation account when, uh, when God was resting from his work, talking about an accomplished work there as he had finished creation. Yeah, and do you remember that the Gospel of John started with Genesis chapter 1? See, John is making a parallelism between creation and recreation in Christ. Because in verse 1, is it, uh, in the beginning was the Word, using the same phrase as we start the whole Bible with, Genesis chapter 1, in that, the beginning God created That's right. As, as a matter of fact, if you take the Old Testament in Greek, called the, the Septuagint. Septuagint, that was uh, translated about 200 years before Christ, you get the exact wording, in the beginning, in the beginning. And so, it seems to me that John, being familiar with the Septuagint, was mm-hmm. almost purposefully using that Absolutely. phrase that he found in the, in the Septuagint, the Greek Old Testament, in order to say, this is the same one. Absolutely. Not only that, but later on, you know how God God creates the light. Mm-hmm. Well, John does the same thing. He says, Jesus, in verse uh, 3 to 5, he's the light and he's he came light. to the world and darkness did not recognize the light. Once again, uh, Jesus recreates creation. Mm-hmm. He, he is the fulfillment of the Davidic line. Mm-hmm. He, he relives Israel's history. He is he is the consummation of all things. Uh, we told in our first program of the year that we were going to use this hermeneutical tool, this tool of interpretation that Jesus himself gave, that all the law, the prophets, and the psalm were actually about Jesus. Everything is about Jesus. So, we want to take you back to Genesis chapter 1 when um, that uh, actual creation is finished. And we're going to read for you chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. And we always, uh, I always use NASB. Are you using NASB too? That's what I've got today. Okay. NASB study Bible uh, is the one that I use. And uh, chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed and all their host. And by the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all all his work which he had done, pardon me. This word completed, that is repeated twice, the earth was completed and God completed creation, in the Greek uh, original is the same root verb as the one that is actually said by Jesus on the cross when he says the same word, actually is used by John in 
two places in John chapter 19. He uses in verse 28 when he says, knowing that all things had already been accomplished, mm-hmm. same verb. Same and verb. then he says, therefore, when Jesus had received the sarwan, he said, it is finished. So this uh, idea that something has absolutely been done and accomplished Jesus, is throughout this narrative. Jesus did everything he needed to accomplish there on the cross. It was the perfect sacrifice. He, he completed his work. He finished what it was exactly that he needed to do. This is where our assurance of a salvation comes from. It comes from this uh, this idea that Jesus had come with a purpose and that he had accomplished that purpose. And there's many places actually um, in Jesus' life that are taking us towards this climactic point in his life and in this case, in his death. So, we also have Psalm 22 that is present throughout this text, and we want to take you there too so, so you can see how the prophets and the Psalms mm-hmm. are also fulfilled on fulfilled the cross. in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Maybe we can, can read verse 24 on John 19. Uh, John 19? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm sorry. I was back to Psalm okay, 22 Okay, that's good. Already. That's good. Go, go to Psalm 22, Psalm 22 and I'll read, I'll read the one on John 19 and then you can okay. read it. So they said to one another, on verse 24 of John 19, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it. This is his tunic. To decide whose it shall be. And then John says, This was to fulfill the scripture. They divided my outer garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Now, and, now and Mike is going to read to, to you Psalm 22. In verse 18, they divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. It's a specific uh, and yes. direct fulfillment of Scripture. Psalm, Psalm 22, right Yeah, there. perhaps you remember from Matthew when we talked about Matthew, when Jesus says, um, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Mm-hmm. And if you remember, that was Psalm chapter 22, verse 1. Uh, the, the psalm actually starts like that. So you this find is a different Psalm 22 part. throughout the uh, the last words of Jesus at the cross, and mm-hmm. at least the the events surrounding the cross. Correct. And uh, if we we can actually read to you f- several verses that you see that this is a prophetic psalm. For example, um, verse 16 on Psalm 22 ends up by saying, "They pierce my hands and my feet." See, there's no way that David could have Mm-mm. fully understood Mm-mm. how prophetic this the psalm actually was. He had no clue. I, I at least I'm confident of that, but Mm -hmm. certainly the Holy Spirit did who inspired Mm -hmm. him to write these words. And so, here we have it pointing directly to the cross and giving, again, confidence that this was planned from the beginning of time. Today, uh, if you are listening and you have had a type of religion that makes you worry, like this (laughs) woman at at the bedside was worrying, this is the message that we have for you. What needed to be done for your salvation was done 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. If you were trying to add anything to that, you you're can't. too late. It, you're much too late to do it because none of your good works are going to add one iota to this. In fact, when we look at the writings of Paul, he calls your very best efforts dung. And I'm not going to give you the exact translation yes, of that. Yes, because it's very strong. Yes. And uh, even Isaiah says that our righteousness is his filthy rags. And again, we'll avoid the exact translation of that mm-hmm. on the air. Mm-hmm. But basically, he's saying that this absolutely nothing you can add to this. It is done for you. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ has done everything he needs to do for you to be saved, and you cannot add to that. So, now you can say along with Martin Luther, when I look at myself, I don't know how I could ever be saved, but when I look at Jesus, I don't know how I could ever be lost. And that is the truth. You trust in Him. It is by belief, as John tells us over and over again, that we make the link from the physical to the spiritual. Belief on Jesus and His finished, His completed, His perfect sacrifice will bring you salvation. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. 
For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101.tv. That's Jesus101.tv. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Jesus101institute and follow us on Twitter at Jesus101media. Until next time, live free. Woohoo!